It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right, good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 221 of the Ron and Brian podcast. I am joined, as always, uh, by my uh, loving companion, Brian. Brian, how the hell are you tonight, my friend? I'm doing a lot better now that I can see your face. No, you butter me up so much. Oh, if listen, butter is, is uh, you know, ever since Marlon Brando used it as lube in that movie back in the 70s, I mean, people have been, you know, talking about butter uh, a most different light. Understood. Understood. Uh, Brian, you uh, you had asked the question prior to us coming on the air, and I wasn't able to give you an answer. Ron, why is your background so different this week? Uh, Brian, there's no other way to say it. Monkeypox has come to Elkins Park. Uh, I do not, I want to just clarify, I do not have it, but there has been a potential exposure in the community, and therefore uh, I am in the patented Ron and Brian uh, containment bunker in my basement. We put this in uh, during the pandemic. Uh, little did we know how much we'd make use of it in the coming years. So uh, just uh, hopefully I have all of your, your thoughts and prayers, and uh, all we can do is, is, is just band together as a community and move forward. Now, earlier um, in the weekend, I, uh, you know, we were uh, talking and you did mention that you did start to have some some red bumps that were growing on um, your forearm. You were not sure if it was monkeypox. Did you um, uh, go seek medical attention? How are they doing? You seem confident that you don't have it. So I'm assuming you got a clean bill of health from the doctor. But the, um, the, the, the red bumpy area, have, have you figured out what that is? Uh, I did not uh, seek medical attention. I, of course, turned mm-hmm. to the Internet and uh, I just uh, heated up some Robitussin and slapped it on uh. there. And uh, that seems to have knocked whatever that was out. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I, uh, that makes me so happy to hear because it um, the world is not the world is not right if you are not well. So hopefully, uh, I think the sound is okay. It's a little different than the uh, the usual uh, the usual uh, office setting. But uh, again, all we can do is move forward and and be the best Ron and Brian that we can be. What's most impressive about your background is that there's people out there on the internet who have downloaded a similar picture and are using that as their background for their for 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 Zoom calls. But but that's your reality. That was you know a lot of people have asked you know hey listen. Where does my Patreon money go when I subscribe to the Ron and Brian podcast? And and listen, we, we've spoken about it ad nauseum. Ron is a 51% owner of the podcast. Ron is able to make all decisions related to the disbursement of the uh, uh, Patreon money. Uh, I've not seen any of it this uh, calendar year. Uh, Ron said that it was going towards improvements. Um, and uh, it's it's nice to know exactly where it's going. Listen, I think it's important since I bring the sex appeal to the podcast. I think my lighting here is important, which is why mm-hmm. I think you'll notice the lighting is a little bit better. Um, and obviously, I have taken that money. I've hired a decorator. Uh, whereas Brian, you seem to be still going for a very minimalist uh, look in your background. Of course. Well, um, you know, after the uh, Legionnaires uh, were in my building. After the monkeypox was in my building, after the um, 
what was it? It wasn't Zima. What was that uh, disease that was around a couple of years ago where the, the, the kids were coming out with the elongated heads? Oh, what was that? It wasn't um, Zima. Z- it was Zika. It was, with- it was the Zika, Zika virus, that yes. That was it. That, you know, on the uh, on the sixth floor of my building, Zika was just rampant. So, you know, I you know basically the CDC came in. Um, basically, um, anything that was a, of an absorbent material, um, absolutely, they, uh, you know, uh, rented some dumpsters, uh, came in, uh, the men in the gray, in uh, black suits came in, uh, took all of my stuff, basically, and threw it out. So um, what, what you see left here is basically concrete um, furniture and this chair. All right. Um, I also have my, uh, my emotional support cat, guacamole, is down mm. here at my legs being annoying as he usually is so uh if you uh, hear me cry out in pain it's because he's either bitten me or slashed me with his nails he just loves and, too hard and if you are interested in adopting guacamole ron do you want to pick guacamole up or are you uh, i mean let body? me let me give it a shot he's he's a chunky boy he Come is here, a chunky boy but you've been working out guacamole is available for fostering and oh. adoption this is look at that little there's my boy Look at look at that. that face, a face that is a that has terrorized <laughs> your home. He has. He's a he's a good uh, single cat household cat. Is all sure about that. All right, Brian. Well, let's uh, we've we've uh, we've pandered to the crowd enough. Let's sure. get really deep into the show and start things off with drink of the week. Drink of the week. Nazdrovia. <laughs> Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Brian, what are you drinking this week? Oh, this week, once again, the purge of the beer fridge. We're going, um, this is a beer I had a couple weeks ago. This is from Montclair Brewery in the great state of New Jersey. You know, it, you know if if there's a malted hoppy beverage coming from a state that has the most industrial waste sites um, in the Union, uh, Great New Jersey, I'm going to drink that beer. You're looking at Buzz Ale. In the honor of Montclair, hometown hero Buzz Aldrin, Montclair Brewery released a Belgium-style blonde ale to commemorate Buzz Aldrin's supposed landing on the moon. Was he on the moon or did he just float around it? We'll never know. We'll never care. But we also know... Don't ever ask Buzz Aldrin about it because he'll punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> he Here will. you go. Look at this beautiful blonde color. This reminds me when I was in junior high school. I was going to say something and I just realized it was going in a very wrong direction. I didn't like it. I'm just going to shut up uh, the, the, the lips. I'm going to open them up instead for some beer. A, a rare time, Brian, using his internal filter to not say something that would get him in trouble. Oh, going back for a second sip on the Buzz Ale. You must like it. Talk to me, my friend. I'm going to tell you something. Um, I wouldn't describe it as crushable. Okay. This is not a beer that I would that I would tell people is ideal for hot podcaster summer. <sighs> I feel like I've, I let you down each time I... Hot podcaster summer. Mm. But considering that it's Sunday night, we are recording this. Um, my air conditioner was recently shut off for noise purposes. I'm in a cool climate. I'm not looking to, to, to slam, uh, you know, uh, a pilsner or a light lager. 
doing an ale, a blonde ale, buzz ale from nice. Montclair Brewery. Ron. Yes. You are in um you're in your dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um I imagine uh you are uh you, you have a plethora of options, just mere steps from where you're sitting right now. I mean the beer on- fridge is over in this direction. Uh you can't see it on camera, but it is literally just feet from me. And trying uh something new uh from our old friends at Fegley's Brewworks out of Pittston, Pennsylvania. Uh, this is a little something that they call Weird Kids on the Block. This is a hazy and juicy IPA with pineapples and mangoes. This is uh, clocking in at a solid 6.8%. Um, let's see. I mean, it's got a nice little body to it. It does look a little bit hazy, a little less hazy than the hazy pale ale mm-hmm. I had last week. Uh, but let's take a sip and see how it is. He's taking a sip. Pinky is on the glass. Normally he goes pinky up. Ooh. Normally he does do a pinky. Well, hold on, he's coming back, and I think the pinky is off. Ron, I'm going to. If I have to predict it, I'm going to say Ron likes his beer. It is good. It is for an IPA. It is not too hoppy, and you really do get the uh, the taste of the pineapple and the mango. Um, again, I would not quite call it crushable since you're pushing like a seven percent IPA, uh, but something that's definitely refreshing uh, during hot podcaster summer. Hot podcaster summer. Mm. Sorry, I had to redeem myself there. I got sounds all over the place now. They've really upgraded this whole uh, StreamYard thing. Well, the thing is that you you have to use them and be be ready to use them when they're required. Like when I said Ron likes his beer, I was expecting to hear Supreme. Nice. 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 <laughs> if that's nice. the only thing missing are some hot buttons where I can hit and not have to click and play. That's the only thing that's a little slow. Well, I think that's when you introduce a third laptop to, <laughs> the, um, to the studio. To the home studio. To. And I think all we need are a couple more people to sign up for Patreon and you will be able to invest in a new MacBook Pro with the new A7 chip. We're close. We're very close. We'll talk about our Patreon and our uh, our After Dark a little bit later in the show. Sure. Needless, to, needless to say, uh, tonight is a night that you don't want to miss. Uh, but in the meantime, time for Beef of the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? What's bothering me this week? It's my deltoid ligament in my right ankle. What That's is that? That's my for the week. What is the it, deltoid it, ligament? If you were to put your, to run your finger just under your ankle bone. Okay. In a circular motion, right uh, as if like that crescent shaped yeah. round area right yep. under it. That soft material you're feeling right there, that's your deltoid ligament. Interesting. And after about two months of, of, uh, of uh, looking at my uh, ankle, yes, well, yeah, look at this. William Esquire, already inquiring, is that the ankle that was swollen a few weeks ago? Yes. I did put up with it um, uh, for about, I would say, almost two months of uh, a swollen ankle, an ankle that hurt when I woke up, an ankle that if I wasn't walking around frequently would... It's kind of give me some pain. And the diagnosis is 
an aggravated deltoid ligament in my right ankle. Um, I was a, I was uh, provided a anti-inflammatory cream. And how did that go? I haven't used it yet. Still in the box. Um, and uh, otherwise, she said, uh, limit the uh, uh, amount of weight that I'm putting on it, which I took as just a reference to um, <clears throat> that I'm fat. That sounds uh, like she was fat shaming you a little bit. And she also said I should not be using my standing desk at work. I should be sitting down, um, which uh, I actually started to get it quite uh, comfortable with over the past week and uh, digging it, kind of digging sitting down, you know? <laughs> All right. Um, I'm getting there. Ron. Yes. Tell me, tell me you have something of true value that is bothering you, that is upsetting <clears throat> you, that is, that is causing you rage. I do. Well, there's many things causing me rage this week. I mean, obviously monkeypox close to the top of the list, uh, but Brian and I, and I, and I don't want to get, wow, this is uh this is a little hateful comment. First, Janelle calling you tubby. Wow. Wow. Well, there's a beef now when, when friends do you do you dirty like that. But anyway, my beef this week, Brian, is uh, all the people out there that are complaining that there is a, a portion of the population that had $10,000 of their student debt relieved this past week. There sure. are people that um, either paid off their student loan or mommy and daddy paid for school or they never went to college. And they're pissing and moaning because people got something that they didn't mm -hmm. and it's just it's i think it speaks to the larger issue of the problem within our country is no one can be happy uh for anybody else and mm -hmm. let's be perfectly honest for many people waiving 10 grand in student loan debt uh is a drop in a bucket for them you've mm -hmm. got people out there with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debts um but what this does do hopefully is is free up some money that can be put back into the economy and, you know, the same people that will get pissed off at a, at a $10,000 of a student loan being relieved are fine with, you know, the wealthy not paying taxes, are fine with, you know, corporate tax breaks, which really will trickle down to people. Uh, no, companies are just buying back stock at record sure. levels. Um, sure. So, and if, and if anyone from our generation or older are complaining uh, to younger people who had their debt forgiven. I want you younger people to feel comfortable enough to tell us to fuck all the way off. Because how much was a semester of college uh, back when we went to school, Brian? I don't know why, but I want to say like three or four grand. Yeah. Maybe. And I didn't live on campus, so mm -hmm. um, it was $1,500 sure. for a semester. I had, yeah. I had a little over $6,000 uh, in student loan debt when I graduated back in mm -hmm. 1993. Uh, and then again, you know, the dollar, the, the money I was making back then uh, made it relatively simple. And I wasn't making a lot of money when I got out of college. But sure. it was still enough for me to be able to have an apartment, have a mm -hmm. car, pay off my student loan debt. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the younger generation this day don't have, it's, it's going to be a reach for them to have a sustainable lifestyle. Well, you mentioned it earlier, $10,000, you know, is, you know, it sounds like a lot of money to somebody from our generation. But if you are a 24 year old recent college graduate, you're looking at six figures of college debt. 10 right. grand is really not having much of an impact. Um, and yet, for some reason, it has caused um, rage on the right in terms of um, the government covering the costs of, uh, you know, some uh, uh, lefty from Portland, Oregon, 
um, and their uh, philosophy degree. Uh, the thing that you know you 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 touched on, and I think it's it's the biggest um, issue that I have with all of this is um, it's basically that the government pays for a whole slew of things, and nobody is outraged about it. Right. We are sending billions of dollars to Ukraine for them to fight a war with Russia. Nobody's really complaining about it. We are spending um, trillions of dollars on a military when there really isn't any major wars going on, um, you know, that the American military is fighting um, or should be fighting. More importantly, we haven't had a war that we should have fought since, if I'm not correct, World War II. Do the math. I'd say that's a fair statement. How much uh, money has the government taken of your tax dollars and spent on wars? Um, how much uh, uh, corporate um, welfare has there been? How much, you know, uh, you look at all the, the, the coronavirus pandemic aid that the government just threw at um, corporations with, you know, before there was any real sense of, is this necessary? Do we need to do this? It was such a transfer of wealth that took place between, um, you know, just a, a few short months in early 2020, when corporations immediately were receiving, you know, trillions of dollars of, of aid from the government. When we say from the government, what it really is, is it's your tax dollars. That's the source of revenue that the government uh, has. They're not, you know, they're, they're not winning the lottery. You know, they're not uh, opening a lemonade stand on the corner. Right. They're taking your tax dollars. So, you know, nobody was complaining about any of this. But now they're, they're, they, that Biden has gotten up there and done 10,000, which is really a small amount. Oh, a drop in the um, bucket. And, and the one thing, and I, you mentioned it to me earlier this week, and I, I probably would have missed it, was the White House Twitter account. Literally, um, you know, I don't remember what night it was this past week, but they lit up all these Republicans that were um, it, uh, the Republican Congress peop, uh, people, men and women, um, who were complaining about the government loans for the uh, being forgiven for uh, student debt. And the White House Twitter account immediately said, well, here is um, how much money of your government loans that your company accepted and was forgiven from the PPP program. And a uh, fun fact, Brian, the uh, the person, the woman that runs the uh, <clears throat> the White House Twitter account uh, up until last month ran the Twitter account for the state of New Jersey. Really? Which was a very sassy Twitter account. So I, I appreciate that she's bringing that to the White House. But yeah, you, you look at it, and, and I think what people don't realize is if you, again, it's not a lot of money. And I, right. I didn't, also didn't realize the federal government holds 92% of all student debt. 92%. Are you 92% of all student debt is owned by the federal government. Hold on. Do they own it or is it done through the banks? Because that done, was another done through theory. the banks, but it's guaranteed by the federal guaranteed. government. So, so they, they could own they it. could they could wipe away ninety two percent of student debt. No, it doesn't work that way. My understanding, and tell me, if, in, in, my understanding is this: is that the banks are hold the loans. If the student doesn't pay, the federal government steps in and pays that loan. Right. But the money still has to be paid. The like money the way, still has like to be paid. A lot, of, a lot of the things I've read is that this basically is another um, uh, cash grab by banks. Oh, without that a Basically doubt. what the banks did was they reached out, they, is that they, they, um, they lobbied the government for this because now they are guaranteed to get paid $10,000 from 
every student that's got a loan. You know, you're looking at these 92, what is it? 92 percent. 92 percent. Like this is once again, it's not it's these kids are not are, are not necessarily the benefactors of this. It is the banks. And oh, we all it. know so we've spoken about this so much on this show, how much I fucking hate the <laughs> banks, how they have such control over over this country. Um, you know, not even just the, the financial system of it, but the government, you know, society as a whole, the banks are getting their money. You know, we're, you know, this isn't just like, you know, they're vilifying the actual student who has, who, who attended college, but nobody is touching upon the idea that these banks are getting their $10,000 per loan as a guarantee right now, the money is going into the banks and, and, and they're just profiting more. Remind me, I'm going to buy some JP Morgan stock um, <laughs> next week. I, I, I think that would be a good idea. Well, and, and, and two two additional points. Because again, I didn't want to go off on too much of a rant on this. But I think I just did. I'm sorry. You did. I took fine. Leave. But if it happened, I mean, what people don't realize is if this puts some disposable income in these in, in the pockets of these people that have these student loans, that's going to go back into their local community. They're going to spend it sure. on rent. They're going to spend it on restaurants. They're going to spend it on gas. So if you work in a community where a bunch of people have gotten student debt relief, that helps you. That helps yes. your business. That helps you. It, the other thing is it was kind of a the, the least that Joe Biden could do in, in giving money back. It still doesn't it still doesn't fix the, the issues of the cost of higher education, which is ridiculous. Like I was even just at a I pulled up uh, Albany State, which you and I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are a New York State resident. How much do you think a year of college with tuition, fees, housing, and a meal plan costs you per year in state resident going to a, a state university in New York at Albany? I'm going to say $18,000 a year. $26,000. So even if you go to a state school and you live in that state and you have to live there, it will cost you over $100,000 to attend that college. If you are a out-of-state resident, that number jumps to $44,000 a year. Okay. I mean, it's insane. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I, like, it's good for them. Good for the kids. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset whatsoever by this. Like, I, I almost feel like we're at a point in society where if we found a cure for cancer today, there would be a group of people that would be genuinely upset, uh, generally upset that people's lives were being saved where maybe their friends or family had died of cancer. Of course. Like, well, that's where just, I feel we're at. Well, my grandmother died of cancer, so so should yours. Like, right. literally, I mean, but that goes back to, you know, the point of, like, we are now a society of hateful people, which is the fact that if anybody else is getting a benefit that we identify with as at our level, we're outraged by it. When Elon Musk gets government support to open up a missile factory, we cheer that. We call that entrepreneurism. We call that the spirit of, you know, uh, of the American economy. When Joe Schmo, who lives down the block, gets, uh, you know, uh, uh, free uh, free uh, prescriptions at the local CVS, we literally scream at him as if he's receiving um, uh, uh, welfare and should be hung up uh, in the street by his ankles and flogged and then uh, drawn and quartered and then tarred and feathered. Sounds about right. Brian, the only thing I think that caused more outrage this week uh, than student loan forgiveness um, was the guy at the New York Yankees game uh, that turned his hot dog into a straw. 
Um, we have a little bit of video here. If you're listening at home, obviously it won't matter. But here's the gentleman using an actual straw uh, to poke a hole through the center of his hot dog. He then places said hot dog uh, into a, uh, that's, uh, that's a $24 New York uh, Yankee Stadium beer. Uh, and then he drinks his beer through the hot dog straw he has created. So he puts the straw throughout the whole hot dog? Because yes. that is the part that I, 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 it looked like he just made a little, um, I think it looked little... like he went through like as much as he could on one side and then broke oh, through on God. the other side yeah, yeah, yeah. and then turned it into a, uh, yeah, turned it into a hot dog straw. Um, can I make a suggestion? You can. I would, I would love to hear a suggestion. There is a baseball game coming up in the Bronx. I believe it is Friday, September 9th. Wait, is that is that Derek Jeter Hall of Fame night? That is Derek Jeter Hall of Fame night. Okay. We need to get there early because I want my Derek Jeter um, uh, replica Hall of Fame plaque. Makes sense. First 40,000 fans, I believe, get that. If I don't get it, I will be pissed. Okay. I'm proposing that you and I, before we bash this man. Okay. Before we bash this man, we try what he is doing. All right. I'm going to tell you something. What is more American than a beer at a baseball game? What is Not more much. American than a hot dog at a baseball game? And, and if you think about it, that is, it's a solid flex on this man's part. Because again, that beer easily was $25. That hot dog was probably what $15 he just took that hold on but he may not have been sitting in section 29 he may have had to actually go out and buy that hot dog that's what I'm saying he he probably paid about $40 uh to turn that hot dog into a straw they one of the one of the baseball uh shows uh the the commentators uh replicated that um and uh, across the board I don't think anyone enjoyed it but would you be willing to do that I mean, I think maybe we, we try it. We do a home test because, again, I don't want to ruin a $25 beer <laughs> if it's not going oh, to be hold good. On, okay, hold on a second. We do a home test and we videotape it. We right. videotape our home test. Okay, people, this is what we're going to do. Between now and next week, Ron and I are each going to videotape ourselves drinking a beer through a hot dog. Next week, we will come back and air those video clips all right and you know uh the only thing better than uh having a beer with a hot dog straw brian is when you wash it down with a hot dog flavored popsicle um thanks to our friends at oscar meyer uh the popsicle uh dubbed the cold dog is being sold for two dollars um at pop bar locations in new york city atlanta new orleans and long beach uh brian I know you would not go out and have the mustard uh, donut. Will you find a pop bar location in New York City and have a cold dog? I'm looking it up right now. Um, apparently, so it, it visibly, as you can see with the photo on the screen, it resembles a hot dog topped with mustard and has apparently smoky umami notes of Oscar Mayer's iconic wiener. Now, this is the funny part is apparently... Um, Oscar Mayer has a social media campaign called Stupid or Genius, and apparently uh, thousands of people voted that a hot dog flavored popsicle was genius, 
Um, do you think people actually voted it was genius or just voted it was genius to see if they would be stupid enough to actually produce this thing? Oh, I think they did it just to see if they were stupid <laughs> enough to do it. I mean, let's be real. I'm trying yeah. to see where in New York City this is being sold, and I do not see any locations. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this browser open, and I'm gonna hunt it down because I I would at least give it a shot. Yeah. I now sticking with uh, with baseball, Brian. Uh, did you catch the Oakland A's game the other night? Um. Are we talking about the game when the Yankees won, or are you talking about the game where the Yankees lost? Uh, no, I am talking about the game where apparently uh, a couple of fans may have participated uh, in a sex act in the stadium. Um, again, uh, pulling up a photo here. I don't see this. <laughs> I don't see a sex act here, and I know what they're trying to imply. Right. Um, you see a man sitting in the last row, and what appears to be a woman sitting um, on the back of this seat from the row in front of him. And she appears to be at the height level where she could be resting her head affectionately in his lap. And this was actually the uh, the game that Oakland had against the Mariners on Sunday. Uh, yeah, so clearly not a full house uh, in a completely empty section. They're in the top row of the stadium. Um, so now apparently... Uh, uh, the the Oakland Police Department are looking into this. Um, however, they have not been able to identify any suspects. Um, the uh, violation would be uh, lewd acts in public, however. Which, again, okay. to your point, I don't know, like, if you were to actually identify these two people, unless they have photos that haven't made the news, I don't know that this is enough evidence to no. gain a conviction in any court of law. Like, it's very possible that she dropped the contact lens on the floor, and he does not um, want to help her find it. Right. So uh, during this game, which Oakland eventually won five to three, um, a fan in attendance tweeted a video. But again, I don't know that the video showed much more. Uh, but if charged and convicted, the couple could face up to six months in jail and a fine of one thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm. I don't see anything here that is a, a, a true sign that a, a crime was committed. Yeah, and again, even if it was, uh, it feels like a victimless crime to me. Mm. Like, I mean, if I'm it, going to say that if, if this is what people are saying, I don't. Not only do I not see a crime here, but I see that this is an act of two people who are very much in love with each other. And if anything, I think you blame uh, the A's for not putting a better product on the field where you would actually want to pay attention to the game. Sure. I mean, well, let me put it to you this way. I mean, what I find most interesting is if, if you look at that, that the, they, they've got the entire section to themselves. Right. I mean, well, and, po and that's I mean, probably why they can't identify them. I doubt they purchased those tickets. They probably purchased other tickets and said, hey, no one's sitting up top there. Why don't we uh, go up there and uh, have some quality alone time together? Also, I think if you look at the attendance numbers for the Oakland A's over the past few years, I, th I think that, you know, if Oakland can get, um, you know, if Oakland can get a reputation that um, it, the, their stadium is a place where you can go for a beer, for a hot dog, for baseball, for our BJ's, I mean, I think it would drive up <laughs> attendance. I think that, you know, if they said, listen, come to our stadium, enjoy the game, get some head, I think every, I think it's a win-win for everyone. I, I think it would drive ticket sales. 
I mean, you may have something there. You may have something there. Uh, moving on, we have uh, more, uh, well, I'm not going to call it great video, but it's certainly interesting video uh, of a gentleman uh, who got up to speak at a, uh, a school board meeting in Dallas uh, attacking the LGBTQ community. Keep winning, baby. Do it. Embrace simple truths. There's only two genders. And boys should go to boys' rooms. Girls should go to girls' restrooms. And guess what? Teachers shouldn't be forced to use your freaking made-up fantasy pronouns. Fight like hell. Hold the line against the LGBT mafia and their dang pedo fans. Keep winning. You know what? Keep the winning. They can keep the monkeypox. How's that working? In fact, keep winning so much, we'll keep coming. You know what? We're going to keep coming so hard. The only thing these woke tards got to figure out is whether it's on their face, back, butt, or thighs. Woo! Get some! Thank you! <laughs> I... <laughs> Woo! Come get some! Like, it, like if, wow. it's like if Ricky Bobby were an actual overweight uh, Dallas sure. school father. It's, um... It is it, it, like he, it sounds like he it, it, at first it sounds like he actually believes what he's saying. Oh, yeah. And then it sounds like he's just putting on a performance. Uh, but I will say this. This is America. You know, it like is. you and I are two um, East Coast, um, uh, you know, uh, people who uh, we live in a different world than this guy. Um, this guy appears to um, enjoy a uh, rack of ribs. Um <laughs> It looks like he may enjoy a couple racks of ribs. I mean, you and I would never wear a camouflage trucker hat. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, we don't we don't have goatees. Um, he looks like he is a high school football coach. Um, he looks like he would be willing to um, uh, work a player into uh, what do you call it? A dehydration stroke. He um, looks like a man who has who has downed a few Applebee's Dollaritas. He looks like a man who has thrown his wife across the living room for overcooking his steak. He looks like a man uh, who is afraid of drinking his beer through a hot dog in public uh, because it looks too phallic. He looks like a man who no longer um, is afraid to uh, attend Kid Rock concerts. He looks like a man who goes to Waffle House and uses a coupon. He looks like the kind of man that is... Um, that, that 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 thinks that going to Nashville is fancy. He looks like the kind of guy that has an American flag-themed baseball cap for every day of the week and every special holiday. This man has an eagle tattoo on his chest. <laughs> More than likely. More than likely. Oh, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And, and I forget, and uh, I forgot to look at it again when watching the video, but, like, the guy behind him has, like, some, some sort of T-shirt also that they're, like, a Patriot Army. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure the guy behind him is, uh, is, uh, is, is, is joining the fight as well. But, yeah, this, what I like this is, is the that, level of stupid we have in the country. Uh, the, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier. This is the guy that's screaming about the $10,000 that the government is giving to the banks for student loans. He is screaming about this. He is enraged by this because he, when, he, when he dropped out of high school in the 11th grade, he didn't get no fancy government loan for $10,000. Um, yes, Janelle just nailed it right here. Another appearance. He masturbates to Aaron Lewis music. Without a doubt. Without yes. a doubt. 
Now, I masturbate to, to Martin and Lewis comedy skits, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, they were classic, without a doubt. Hey, uh, lady! Uh, more uh, news impacting the LGBTQ community. A GOP candidate in Oklahoma is getting attention for comments he made several years ago where he justified uh, the death penalty by stoning for gay people. Uh, this is Scott Esk, uh, 56, is running in the Republican primary election for a seat in the state house uh, in 2013. Apparently, he was commenting in a Facebook conversation uh, about the Pope uh, saying that he couldn't judge gay people. Uh, gay people. Um, Esk uh, posted some Bible quotations, including the part of Romans 1, where the Bible says that a long list of people who sinned is worthy of death. Um, and when asked about it uh, a year later... Um, Doubled down, said it's totally just to kill gay people. Um, still has not backed away from it. Uh, so these, again, it's Oklahoma, so you're not shocked. Uh, but you have to wonder um, why red states uh, tolerate this kind of thing. And I get but it, the, because a lot of them are ignorant. Yeah, but, it, you know, I, I, it, it genuinely, and this is the part that I think is most troubling to not just, you know, um, the current state of America, but the future is that we seem to be going, we swinging into this direction of anti-education where, yeah. um, where it is, uh, you know, it is, it is more admirable to, um, scream about how you feel than to learn a fact and be, um, and make a decision based on the knowledge that you have. Um, it's just wild to me. It's yeah. just wild how, how uneducated we are um, uh, celebrating in so many parts of this country. It's so sad and scary. Just reminds me that I need to stay um, on the coast. Well, you know, and, and there's such there's such an attack on on education. I mean, again, sure. it is being a teacher right now as much of a thankless job as it was before. It's become an even oh. more thankless job. You've now you're got, a groomer. Now, now you're a groomer. Now you're a groomer uh, with all these laws being passed about CRT and LGBTQ. You know, you could get sued by parents for things that you teach in in the high school. Um, yeah, people are allowed to ban books. Now they're just in Florida. They're just, yeah, well, you're a veteran. Okay, you can be a school teacher now. Hey, you don't have to pass a college or have a degree or whatever. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Um, it just uh, it's what's the word I'm looking for, Brian? Um, ludicrous. No, it's well, it's depressing and ludicrous. It's just so depressing. Um, what is also depressing is this next uh, video that I'm going to play. Uh, this gentleman is a, a representative from uh, South Carolina, uh, Neil Collins. Um, not surprising, since he is a GOP uh, person, that he voted. Yes. Now, um, was he the uh, drummer for Genesis? He was not. You're thinking of Phil Collins. This is Neil Collins. No relation, I don't believe. So, so he's not the guy who was um, waiting in the night. Uh, no, for this moment, for my life. <laughs> um, so, uh, this was at a recent uh, state hearing. Uh, Representative Collins, uh, who voted for a uh, an anti-abortion heartbeat bill, uh, came to realize that maybe what they did was uh, not in the best interest of some women out there. So let's hear, uh, let's hear this revelation that Representative Collins came to. I voted for the pain-capable bill, the fetal heartbeat bill, and fetal heartbeat has been for six weeks now. 
the second week that this that the fetal heartbeat bill became law, a doctor called me out of Anderson. I live in Easley. A 19-year-old girl appeared at the ER. She was 15 weeks pregnant. Her water broke. And the, the fetus was unviable. The standard of care was to advise her uh, that they could extract or she could go home. The attorneys told the doctors that because of the fetal heartbeat bill, because that 15-week-old had a heartbeat, the doctors could not extract. So their only choices were to admit the 19-year-old until that fetal heartbeat stopped. I asked, how long does it take to stop? She said, seconds, minutes, hours, maybe days, or discharge. They discharged that 19-year-old. The doctor told me at that point, there's a 50% chance, well, first, she's going to pass this fetus in the toilet. She's going to have to deal with that on her own. There's a 50% chance, greater than 50% chance, that she's going to lose her uterus. There's a 10% chance that she will develop sepsis and herself die. That weighs on me. I voted for that bill. These are affecting people, and we're having a meeting about this. It took that whole week. I did not sleep. So first, I think, Brian, you'll agree with me in telling uh, Representative Collins to, again, fuck all the way off. Because these are thoughts and discussions that should have been had um, Mm -hmm. prior to um, passing the bill. Um, And, you know, again, for the quote-unquote pro-life party... You know, again, now you've got a woman who might die. Now you've got a woman uh, who's got a 50% or greater chance of never being able to reproduce again. Mm -hmm. But also think about that. You now have a young woman, 19 years old, who had to walk around for whatever period of time knowing that she had a dying baby inside of her and knowing that it was going to, she was going to pass her dead unborn child at home oh fuck this and that because important. of the laws of her state oh. doctors could not do anything for her i i'm i i literally have nothing to say i literally cannot in any uh, uh rational state of mind um say something here that adequately describes my sense of outrage at how the right has jumped on the bandwagon of um, endangering the welfare of women for the sake of being able to claim um, to a small base of their electorate that they are pro-life. It's, yeah. it, it is so fucking sad. You know, it's one thing to sit there and say we're anti-abortion. But you've got a woman who's got a dead baby inside of her right. and she's unable to get medical care because of the legislation that was so hastily passed. Like, that's the thing that, like, you know, was so amazing is the fact that, like, there was no discussion. There was no debate. It was how quickly can we rush through this legislation and can we put out a piece of le- a, 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 a bill that is more stringent than what the previous state put out. Because we want to have the most stringent anti-abortion laws 
uh, you know, in the country. Um, I'm going to say once again, I'm so just fucking glad that I live on a educated um, uh, coast that this this I mean, this is a fucking America. And this guy coming out and saying, hold on a second, I voted for something. And now that I actually have information in front of me, I regret that vote. This guy's going to be voted out of power next oh, time right. he's up for re-election yeah. because because he stepped out of the uh, of of the party uh, uh, dialogue. He actually thought for himself and not just did what you know um, he was told he was supposed to do. Right, and um, I'll I'll agree with with Ali's comment here that she's proud of him because you know learning and, and she says learning and adjusting your stance takes character, and I will agree with that. Like he could have easily had this discussion behind closed doors. And sure. to your point. And, and again, kind of the, uh, the, uh, the scary comment on the state of America, it is probably political career suicide that he yeah. came out and made these comments. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you can there's an argument, obviously, regarding abortion, whether it is the murder of a child or not. You can you can be diametrically mm -hmm. opposed to that statement. But you would have to think that there are situations like this 19-year-old woman. There are situations sure. like the 10-year-old girl uh, in Ohio that had to go to another state to have an abortion after she was raped and became pregnant. You would think that there are situations that everybody can be on the same page with. Mm -hmm. And but apparently not, uh, you know, because apparently there's there are probably people that are going to push back and say we don't need to adjust this heartbeat bill at all um, because of a, a, f a few, you know, a few cases that go outside of the norm. They're going to say that um, that uh, somehow he's he's absolutely wrong for this. Yeah. Without that, a doubt. Um, that suddenly, you know, um, they're going to. They, well, this is the thing. I mean, this is the, the state of what we do. It's just. You conveniently absolutely just ignore any facts, any any piece of information that don't fit within the dialogue that is going on in your head. You just flat out reject it. You um, ignore it. You act like it's not true and you steam forward with the with the belief in the facts that you have. I mean, you know, it's it is this guy is is two degrees off of that hillbilly who's <laughs> screaming about monkeypox and the LGBTQ pedo mafia like they're not that far apart from each other, which is just these are people who have been living their lives. And the, the, the sad fact is that they are in power and have real influence on the, 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 the day to day life of other people. But these are people who are just absolutely living their life on pure emotion and are not educated on facts. Now, don't get me wrong. I am so far from being educated. I am so far from uh, knowing everything. But, you know, I, I, I'm smart enough to know when I don't have a fucking comment in the in the dialogue, you know, when, when the conversation should be taking place amongst people that are are truly involved in what's going on. And I have to I should just step aside and, and, and keep my mouth shut because it's not about me. Um, and and it, this 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 shit is just truly depressing about America. Well, you know what? Yes. yes. No, I was going to no. say, I was, I was going to depress you some more, if that's okay. Please, please. I wanted to ask your, your thoughts on corporal punishment in schools. Now, I once saw a movie where um, there was a girl in class, mm -hmm. and she um, hadn't done her homework. Right. And the teacher told her that she had to stay after class. Now, and was this real quick? I'm, I just want to pause for a moment. Uh, was the teacher kind of a tall, uh, muscular, bald man? Yes. Okay. All you, right. Yes. Was his name so perhaps you, Johnny Sins? 
he well, he was Professor Sins. Oh, okay, he was okay. Professor Sins at the time, um, and uh, the girl, um, the, the 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 female student. Um, was in danger of failing the class. Right, right. Um, and she had just, you know, she she told a very quick story that um, it felt like she was just reading off of something that these, you know, you know, uh, you know, emotionally, I, I I did not sense that she really believed the words she was saying. But I mean, I was I was along for the ride at that point. But she told this story about how you know she was you know working in her family's restaurant and you know didn't have time to do her studies, but she needed to to graduate and this class was going to be the make or break and she would she would just do anything so as not to to fail the class and what he did was um uh he started off with a uh you know uh i'm gonna i'm gonna try to put i'm gonna put a pin in that real quick um was this did you see this on like a national network on cnn or was this perhaps on pornhub I don't know that it was on Pornhub, but I was. It was definitely on an internet site. I remember right. having to enter my credit card information, which I thought was very strange, considering um, that I was looking for uh, uh, news sites. Uh, well, Brian, again, I'm going to put another pin in that. Uh, value your your which your is input. odd because in that scene, Professor Sins actually did put a, a pin in the girl. No. I, I, I value your input, but maybe we can discuss this after dark. Maybe that would be sure, more. Sure, sure, but sure. Uh, the reason I ask is because uh, Cassville School District in uh, Southwest Missouri has recently reinstated uh, corporal punishment in its schools. Uh, and uh, parents can have the option of opting in or out. Uh, so uh, apparently in, in June, the school board approved a written policy, once again allowing spanking in schools, but only as a last resort and with written permission from parents. And uh, apparently uh, getting a lot of support from parents. Because they, oh my God, we've, we've listen, this is the thing. This is, my, this, is, this is what drives me so fucking crazy. Nothing changes. We have the same fucking conversations week in, week out. School is not a place to parent your children. You should be being parents. And and, and this is another example of, yeah, I don't want to have to educate my children on on corrupt on, on correct behavior. So I'm gonna send them to school where, where where I'm gonna put the burden on the teacher. And 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 lo and behold, I mean you know, like they're just going to vilify that first teacher who gets an erection from spanking the kid. I mean, they are going to make this they're going to make that poor man, you know, so regret, you know, just becoming an educator um, when all he's doing is following what the parents are telling him to do. Uh, so uh, one thing I did not realize, 1977, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, ruled that school corporate punishment was constitutional and uh, they left it uh, the decision to permit it up to each state. And there are 19 states in this country uh, that allow uh, corporate punishment in schools. Corporal punishment, excuse me. Would you like a rundown of the states, Brian? Because I don't think any of them are going to surprise you. Um, if any of them are above the Mason-Dixon line... I will be surprised. Let's go. Uh, so let's see here. So a run through uh, Missouri we just mentioned because that's where this story is from. Arkansas, mm-hmm. Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, and Wyoming. Okay. Okay. 
And also, Brian, uh, a quick story about a California man who has been busted for felony child abuse after he brawled with a 13-year-old boy in a video uh, that went viral. Uh, Reagan Kultis, age 46, was arrested on Tuesday uh, for a uh, fight that was caught on camera outside of a convenience store in Valencia uh, a week earlier. Uh, Footage caught the 13-year-old being pinned to the ground, seemingly trying to use a jujitsu-style armbar to defend himself before switching to a headlock when they stood. Uh, So, I guess between the corporal punishment story and this story, it begs the question, Brian... Um, should you be able to kick a kid's ass if they deserve it? Yes. But, <laughs> but it shouldn't be institutionalized. It should not be institutionalized. It okay. should basically be on a case-by-case basis. I don't believe that schools should um, be spanking. What, now, what is corporal punishment specifically? Like, is it is it is is it defined differently in different states? Like that, it, I don't is know. It, is it, it hand on buttock spanking? Is it ruler on knuckle? Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it's a physical punishment of some sort. I would assume. Uh, I would assume the the laws, either the laws or the school districts, are left to decide um, how that punishment uh, is administered. I can only imagine the shit they're going to come up with in Florida. I mean, they probably like throw your kid to a gator. Like, oh, Tommy didn't no, do his division. Gonna like, oh, you're going to you're going to be used for child labor. You're going to work over at Mar-a-Lago <laughs> doing some landscaping for free for, for for for, you know, for for Republicans to enjoy a game of golf. You came back late from recess, so you got to go protect the closet with the national secrets for a week. There's a safe in there, boy. Cut. Make sure nobody touches it. I will say uh, I went to a Catholic school until I was in first grade, and I did have a uh, a nun uh, break a yardstick over my back one time. Now, is that why you asked your wife to uh, uh, dress up as a nun? That was a little different. No, that was for Halloween, correct? Right, right, exactly. So I remember, I still remember it clearly. It was Sister Teresa. She was about 90 years old, weighed about 80 pounds. And we were, uh, we were cutting up uh, construction paper and we were gluing it, uh, doing a little art project. And apparently, uh, you know, I, I accidentally dropped a piece, of, uh, a piece of construction paper with glue on it. It fell glue side down and she was like, pick that up. And when I swung out of my desk to pick it up, I accidentally stepped down on the piece of paper, which I guess she felt was, uh, I did on purpose. And as I'm still leaning down, she, uh, I guess, just tried to hit me across the back with the yardstick, uh, swung apparently a little too hard and broke it across my back. Mm. Now, she hit me in the meaty part because I, I was a stocky sure. kid. So thankfully, it did not hurt as much as it probably would have like a, a skinnier kid. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never had anything like that happen to me at school. But that was it was obviously because I knew how to, you know, properly um, handle a piece of construction paper <laughs> that had glue on it. I mean, I remember, well, you know, once you, applied the, once you applied the Elmer's glue to the back of the construction paper, I mean... You know, it was you were basically a MacGruber, like working on a on a nuclear weapon. Listen, you went to fancy uh, Stuyvesant High School, uh, where I believe you know they they cut the paper for you. Your uh, your uh, your your butler 
cut the paper. Uh, your maid applied the glue for you. So I get it. Sure. I get it. I get it. Um, before we run out of time, we don't do uh, This Week in Racism anymore, but we had a story, a story that was so horrible uh, that we had to share it. Um, let me pull up a photo of the couple in question. Um, so uh, this is, the woman on the left is uh, Mary Nicosia. Um, and that's her husband on the right. I forget what his name is. But uh, she is accused of throwing a racist Juneteenth party uh, a couple of months back uh, after she, uh, reportedly decorating her lawn with buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken and also serving Hennessy, um, a, uh, a black firefighter that worked for the city of Rochester, New York, where this, uh, this party took place. Um, he has filed a notice to sue the city and its fire department earlier this month because his boss took him uh, to Nicosio's party while he was on duty. Now, the captain has uh, has since retired before, before he could be investigated and fired. Uh, but the couple here had a, a press conference uh, on Tuesday uh, to defend themselves uh, from what they said were false claims of racism. Um, and after she said that, she said, quote, but before I do that, in full disclosure, I do have a Twitter parody account that operates under the veil of a persona, and I've made blatantly racist comments under that persona. And uh, I think you and I both saw some of the tweets from that sure. uh, Twitter account, um, which I would not even share uh, on the show no, I, because yeah. they are that god awful. Uh, she said the racist tweets were just part of, quote, the culture of Twitter, uh, even claiming that it was part of its charm. So uh, she, of course, wow. she, of course, apologized to the African-American community um, and her lawyer uh displayed a invitation for the party saying it was called the first annual liberal smash and splish splash pool party uh said that it was intended to mock liberals um and was was about politics and not race okay sure <laughs> right. right right yeah i mean it's just the uh, Listen, I, I, I live in a bubble. Uh, you know, I, I, there's no denying it. I live in a bubble. I'm not, I'm not exposed to this level of, of just abject bigotry um, that seems to be so accepted amongst American society once, you know, in certain areas of this country. I, it, to me, it, may, it's, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. Um, the, the, the level of comfort that Americans, even, you know, in today's day and age, are comfortable just you know um expressing hate towards other groups of people uh this is america this yeah. is the america we live in this is this is how trump got elected these are the people that he tapped into um with the views that he expressed and when you think about it he never really expressed anything that was that outrageous you know he was just a politician that didn't stand up there and say um i want to represent everyone right you know, he didn't he sugarcoat it like say, so many politicians had done in the past yeah, he got up there and just said, listen, you know, there are groups of people that I, 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 I don't think belong in this country. Um, but he didn't he, he, he never delivered this this message of hate that um, seems to be so prevalent in this country. And a, a great comment by Billy. Uh, Gene Kramer would not throw a racist Juneteenth party. No. I, I do yearn yeah. for the days of simpler racism like we had the subtle racism sure. of, of a Gene Kramer, for example. Sure, um, sure. But this is just, and again, that I, I'm not quite sure that the the level of 
I don't know if it's stupidity, the level of arrogance where you you would hold a press conference to say, listen, my party wasn't racist, but hey, in full disclosure, this other thing I was doing may look really racist, but it's not. I'm just, I it's, it's parody. I imagine somebody said to her, listen, they already know about it. Like, like I, it's the only reason you, you make that. Like, these, these are the people that have learned from Trump's playbook of deny, deny, deny. Even once they've proven it's your home IP address, deny that it's you. Sit yeah. there and say that there, somebody must have hacked into your Wi-Fi. Like, unless there's photographic evidence of her typing that tweet, there's no reason for her to admit it. I don't understand it. And, and the husband there was, during this press conference, crying saying, I've worked 63 years to build up my reputation, and in minutes it was destroyed. Well, it was destroyed for a good fucking reason, because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and your wife is a bigger piece of shit. Yeah. Look at this. Janelle with the comment. Brian with those big brains. I mean, you know. Now, is she, know. is she just saying that you have big brains, like your brains are tubby like the rest of you, like she said earlier? Wow. I think wow, that's Ron. I think that's where she's going. I think that I think I think it's one of those backhanded compliments where you think that she's saying something nice to you, but she's really just reinforcing the fat shaming that she did earlier in the episode. I don't know. It's just it still hurts. It does. It hurts. As it should. I, I may never I may never forgive her. As it should. That's who it was. Oh, thank you, Billy. She looks like Kellyanne Conway. Perfect comment. I was like, she looks like another hateful white woman that I've yeah. seen. Uh, crypt keep, crypt keeper like blonde mm -hmm. woman, nailed it. Yep, nailed it. Um, Brian, I know you love to talk about the Patreon. Um, sure. Can you tell some people uh, first of all if you want to join the Patreon? You go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. um, you yes. click in the upper right hand corner where it says become a patron. Uh, starting at five dollars, uh, but what you really want to do is get in at the ten dollar level because that gives you access to After Dark. Brian, talk to us about After Dark. Okay, so what is it that we can do for people who? Because there's want... been a, there's been a lot of hate on this episode. So how can we elevate and make your your night better? How can you finish on a high note here? All right. Well, what you can do as somebody who is watching this live, who is watching this at a later time, streaming on YouTube, um, as someone who is listening as an audio uh, podcast, how can you help this show? Um, it's our Patreon. It is at uh, patreon.com slash Ron and Brian podcast. Excuse me. The, the. Ron and Brian podcast. Yes. The Ron and Brian podcast. Um, once a month as a way for us to say thank you for helping support the show. We invite all of our Patreon subscribers at the 10 or more um, level. I believe that is the uh, that's not the infinity level, correct? No, the infinity level is the uh, the ten thousand dollar level. Oh, that's right. I thought. Mm, mm, OK, see, so. Um, I believe it is the bronze level or higher at $10 a month. You get it invited on the last Sunday of every month to come on the show to join Ron, to join Brian, to join us. Um, normally, um, you know, we, uh, we, 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 we sit, 
We talk about issues, we talk about problems, we make suggestions, but not this month and not the last couple months. Nope. Because this month we will be playing Can You Beat Ron? Now, Ron is a man who um, I've always looked up to. He's a man that, um, you know, would put peanut butter on his rectum um, for uh, his dogs to lick off. Um, but more importantly, he is a man of, of just a vast knowledge of, uh, you know, it's almost an encyclopedic mind. Pediac mind? Encyclopedia. Yeah, that works. Mind. Yes. Um, when you were watching A Brilliant Mind, um, I, you know, a lot of people saw mental illness. And I just saw a man who had Ron's brains, but didn't have his social uh, acuity. I believe the movie was called A Beautiful Mind. What did I call it? A Brilliant Mind. Oh, no, no, no. That was a movie starring Johnny Sins, where he played a math professor <laughs> um, who, who just suddenly was able to just do these very complex um, uh, uh, math, math, mathematical equations and would then have sex with his students. Um, anyway, back to After Dark. Yeah, so After Dark. So we are playing Can You Beat Ron? Um, I will host the game. Um, basically, uh, uh, the podcast, we put up $25 um, uh, uh, to go towards your uh, uh, charity of choice if you somehow are able to beat Ron at Can You Beat Ron? Um, usually it is a 10 multiple choice uh, uh, question, uh, quiz. Um, if you get more correct at the end of it, Ron will actually um, uh, you know, accept defeat, which is very rare. I'm a poor and, loser. I won't lie. Sure, sure. And then we will... Um, uh, and then uh, and then the show will make a donation in your name, um, in your honor, in your memory. Um, uh, last month, we were playing uh, 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 Do You Know Brian for my uh, it was a celebration of my birthday month. Previous months, we've done um, uh, uh, horror tagline movies. We've done um, facts about showers. I mean, it's just it's been all over the place. It's exciting. And and you have a very good track record. I've been doing okay. Yes. I, I hope hopefully I can I, I haven't been on a winning streak. It's kind of been win, lose, win, lose. Uh so hopefully uh, I can keep this going. Yes. Um so if you are a uh Patreon member at the Broncher level higher, you should have received a link in your email address that you've registered with Patreon, and you will be able to join the show and play Cat You Pick. Run. All right. Uh, well, Brian, I, you know, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but I think this was a pretty solid show for a Sunday night. Absolutely. Oh, oh can I ask you a quick question? Of course you can. Ron, what are you watching? Oh, well, first of all, can I say I mentioned the other uh, the other week I've been watching Five Nights at Memorial uh, yes. on Apple TV. The story about uh, Memorial Hospital during uh, Katrina. Sure. Uh, fifth episode dropped on Friday. And hands down, one of the toughest episodes of TV that I've ever watched. Really? Yes. If Is this you, the one where they were uh, euthanizing people? Uh, and animals. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was a rough episode to watch. So I would recommend that. And then you and I, of course, we also watched the, uh, the first episode of the uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, House of Dragons. House of Dragons. Um, I got to say, I liked it. 
I, 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 what I liked about it, first off, they, they set up the timeline pretty quickly. Like, they didn't fuck around. They're like, all right, mm-hmm. it's 172 years before the Game of Thrones. Sure. They, they set up the characters quickly, and they mm-hmm. gave you, within that entire first episode, you've got the premise. Yes. You, you know how this, you know, you know how they want this season to play out. Sure. Not a lot of shows you got to watch like two, three, four episodes to really get into it. I thought it was it was solid uh, out of the gate. What did you think? I felt it was entertaining. I, um, you know, it's you know, I, I, I think I'm going to have to watch several episodes to get emotionally invested in the characters. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't really feel any connection with any of them. I'm a little put off by the. Uh, by the pulled black um, blonde hair that everybody has the same haircut on. Um, <laughs> Fair. Not, a, not an original comment. I've been reading that across the board. And as I watched the episode, I was just like, yes, everybody has the same haircut. Um, uh, I've been reading that there was a lot of uh, shock and awe about the forced birth scene. Mm, yes, that was that was tough to watch, too. Well, if you live in Texas, that was like, hey, look. She's actually getting medical attention. That's a, that's a she's, Thursday she's, night in uh, in San Antonio. We're not even allowed to do that in Texas. Now you <laughs> just go home and suffer. Wait, and they sterilize that, that knife? Wow, they're yeah. getting, they're putting on airs. They're all fancy there. I am looking forward to seeing where this is going, how many seasons there will be, and um, you know, uh, it should be interesting. It should be entertaining. I will keep watching. I also, right. I finished I finished Peaky Blinders and great show. Um, you know, uh, you know, some people were able to predict everything that was going to happen in the show, you know, two episodes before it happened. I'm not that person. No. You know, I, I, I enjoyed the ride. I waited for things to unfold. Um, you know, there's going to be a movie in 2024 or 25. Okay. Um, seems really, you know, a long wait. I probably won't care anymore when that happens. I'll see it anyway. But uh, great six seasons. Kudos to HBO or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, whoever. Put One up. of those. The Pokey fucking blinders. Um, and I also watched uh, episode one of She-Hulk on uh, on Disney+. Plus. Did not catch episode two. It's okay. I don't think you'll like it, personally. I mean, I know you're not a huge Marvel fan to begin with, but I thought it was funny. They're going with a more of a humorous angle to it. So I'll probably watch it. It's like half-hour episodes. Um, so just a little little brain candy, if you will. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. All right. Well, let's right, wrap sir. this up. Let's get ready for After pajama Dark. Party. Pajama party. We will be party. a pajama party where we let you come on. We've got a great Can You Beat Ron? I don't know the topic yet. We will all find it out together. Uh, but we will start that up in 20 minutes. So if you want to join us, hop on over to Ron and Brian Podcast. Dot com uh, upper right hand corner we do have a new patreon subscriber since the last pajama party so hopefully she will be joining us and seeing how much fun uh her uh, her subscription brings yes. anything else before we wrap this up brian not at all thank you all right. everybody for joining it means the world to me um just be good towards each other all right patreon subscribers we'll see you in a little bit everybody else we will catch you next week <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.